It's Christmas and gamers got Microsoft a nice big lawsuit to stop them from getting bigger presents. Also, John Carmack gave Meta the present of him leaving the company. Tonight is December 25th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say uh, even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So, video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. I remember where all the buttons are. I remember where... I remember to hit record. It's been three weeks. Thank you so much for welcoming me back. Thank you so much for coming back. Hello and welcome to a rejuvenated edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on Christmas night. Thank you so much for being here. I understand Christmas is a time to be with your family. I was with my family yesterday. Usually we do Christmas Eve, uh, but uh, we did Christmas Eve lunch because it was really weird. And it was really weird. Um, my weather app uh, here in Atlanta was broken. It was showing temperature w- was only one single digit. And that's not right. Like, that that's obviously a bug because temperatures always have either two or three digits down here. So, so having a one-digit temperature was really weird. Uh, and then there was this other bug in the weather app. And it was like before the number, uh, there was this little line this little horizontal line before the number. I don't know what that is. Uh, so my, our weather app kind of scared us a little bit, so we actually did Christmas Eve lunch. Uh, so I am here with you over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. That is where I'll be reading intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for being here. We will also be here on New Year's night on January 1st. Uh, if it was Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, we would not be here these weeks. But New Year's night and Christmas night, we are here. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, but if you couldn't be here, which I completely understand, it's Christmas. If you have your family around, you should be spending time with your family. Uh, but, uh, we we do have a podcast, and uh, you can join us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and that is where we are all throughout the week uh, and stuff. But uh, thank you so much for spending some time with your Vogue family. I really do appreciate it, and I am excited uh, that you are here, and I am excited to be back after a couple of weeks. There was a lot of stuff that happened that I'm not going to talk about, like the Game Awards, like security at the Game Awards. Um and, uh, and and stuff like that. I actually didn't haven't watched any of the game awards. I haven't watched any of the trailers. I didn't. Uh, I, I was not able to get a uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster uh, physical edition on Switch. Uh, so you know, I, I I missed out on all that stuff. So, uh, but if, if there's anything good, you can let me know. You can let me know in the Discord which stuff's actually good, and not just like here's every single trailer because I didn't get a chance to watch it live. And uh, it seemed like uh, security at the venue overshadowed everything else. Uh, so I won't regale you with that. Um, Rob Roberts says, we miss you, Bobby, but our aim is improving. Thank you very much for that, Rob. Uh, we're not going to talk about uh, any of that stuff. There is some news that we're going to talk about tonight. But a lot of stuff has happened that I want to uh, share, uh, both with what I'm doing and where I have been. Uh, and so you're even going to get to see a little bit of my vacation. I actually took some video on my vacation just for you here on the podcast. So I did think about you while I was on my vacation. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Awesome Games Done Quick 2023 online. It is com- happening in just a couple weeks. We're doing our tech checks and we're, we're getting everything together behind the scenes. Uh, I'm helping with that. And the hosting schedule came out while I was on vacation. Uh, so if you are a morning person, you are going to be ecstatic. Uh, if you are not a morning person or if you're on the West Coast and like sleeping the night before you go to work, uh, you can uh, watch the YouTube VODs because uh, the only way you're going to hear me 
is if you're uh, up really, really early, they did not. Uh, they did not put me in any kind of like prime time or high traffic spots. They're all. Uh, they're they're all very low viewership spots. Uh, is is where they put me. Uh, but I am thrilled to be there. So, what games am I going to be hosting? I'm actually hosting seven games. They're across two blocks. So, on Monday morning, starting at about six o'clock a.m. Eastern time, so that's three o'clock a.m. Pacific. I am hosting my first block of games. It's going to be about three hours. Uh, it's a uh, Gungrave by D.E. Cosmic, who I have worked with before. He's been on commentary for several runs that I've done before. Armored Core Project Phantasma by PMC Trilogy. Uh, PMC Trilogy is a, a YouTuber. He even does like a speedrunning YouTube series where he inter- uh, interviews speedrunners uh, and stuff like that. So he's kind of a fellow uh, podcaster. Bomberman 64, The Second Attack by EIP. And then Animusha 2, Samurai's Destiny by WoDB. And this block will end somewhere between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern. So uh, that I will be on through that time. So that's until 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific. So very early for those of us in the United States, and even earlier depending on where you, where you are. And then Thursday morning, starting at about 6.30 a.m. Eastern, is my second block. And this is why I can't really complain, because I am closing out this year's awful block. So Games Done Quick, every year, uh, every event, they do a block of games throughout throughout one night, uh, in the middle of the night on the U.S., uh, where game it's not uh, terrible games. Let's, let's say terrible games. Uh, so in AGDQ, Awesome Games Done Quick, it's the awful block. In Summer Games Done Quick, it's the silly block. So this time, I am actually closing out the awful block. Uh, An Eternal Enigma and Nicole Goodnight have the fir- the beginning in the middle of the awful block, and then I am closing it out starting at about 6.30 a.m. Eastern, 3.30 a.m. Pacific on Thursday. Bad Guys at School by Sadly Badly. Uh, and Steven Seagal is the final option, which is a prototype Super Nintendo game, by, and it's being run by Crack Attack. Uh, so I am running those, uh, hosting those games, finishing out the awful block. I have not looked anything up about these games. I don't know what they are, but uh, apparently people in chat are like, oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm in for a treat. And then I actually start off the Mega Man block, Mega Man ZX by Amizio. Uh, is going to be run after that. So I am also going to be off the air about somewhere between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, 5 and 6 a.m. Pacific. So that is when I am going to be on Awesome Games Done Quick. Uh, So if you are up at those times, uh, I'd love to read your donation. Uh, as long as you don't like mention, try to promote me or the network or the show. But if you use the hashtag VOG Network, V-O-G Network, uh, that will let the donation team know that those are my people. And uh, they usually send them up to me, and then I'll read them at some point. And I will tell you that at least in the Monday morning block, there's not going to be that many donations to read. Uh, there will be many. Don- there will be a good number of donations, but there won't be that many good ones uh, that I'm really looking for. So that's really a good time for you to try to get in. Um, but yeah, and Rob Roberts says, yeah, that's going to be rough for those of us on the left coast. Yes, I agree. I kind of, I do wish like I had like one morning and one afternoon or evening. Uh, but uh, they didn't even give me the Yakuza run this time around uh, because it was on Monday afternoon. They put me on a Monday morning instead of the Monday afternoon. So I'm not I'm not hosting the Yakuza run uh, this time around. So uh, I guess I've, I've retired from Yakuza hosting. But uh, I, I am thrilled to be part of the event. It's going to be benefiting the Prevent Cancer Foundation, uh, and uh, it's going to start in just a couple weeks. Uh, but I will still be here on the Sunday night. So since this is an online event, I'm not on location. I'm going to be doing it from this chair right here. Uh, so I will still be on the air the night before I go on, and I'll I'll remind you of this, uh, all that stuff. So, um, and uh, Mike Def says, good thing for the VODs. Either I wake up in the middle of the morning or pull an all-nighter. A lot of people watch the awful block on YouTube anyway. So, uh, you know, people will see it. It's just, you know, I kind of like having the live, uh, the live reaction and the live people that are uh, even supportive over on the Games Done Quick side uh, in the, the backstage area that we have. But uh, I'm really excited to be there uh, and uh, really thrilled to be part of the event. And hopefully SGDQ will be in person and I will be able to go there and hopefully not once again be doing a 6 a.m. shift. If you've noticed, like the past couple of years, I've actually been doing a lot of the 6 a.m., 7 a.m. shifts. So 
We'll see if I can get out of that. But uh, I'm not going to try to get out of it for this one because those are great games, great runners, and it's the awful block. And apparently a lot of people want to do the awful block, and I get to do the awful block. So uh, as Sharon Amant says, so are you brushing off your Steven Seagal jokes? I need to find my Steven Seagal jokes. So if you want to help me, with that, even though I'm pretty sure the runner and their commentators are going to have so many Steven Seagal jokes, uh, you can send them to me uh, on our Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord, or you can donate them to me during the run. That's AGDQ. So I'm going to now go back in time about a couple weeks right before I left for my vacation. And um, and uh, and and I I saw a Facebook post from a local arcade. Uh, that we have that has pinball games. And it turns out that one of the, uh, one of the people that, that go to that arcade all that often is also a pinball collector. And he's like, you know what? My weird owl pinball table, the multimorphic pi- uh, pinball table that I was talking about. Uh, it came, but uh, you know what? I will let the arcade have it for a couple days and unbox it there and let them play it a little bit. And he put that up on Facebook. And that night, I made the basically the one-hour drive uh, because Atlanta is two hours away from Atlanta, and this place is a good 20 miles away from me. I made the hour drive out to Portal Pinball Arcade in, uh, in Ackworth, Georgia, to play the Weird Al pinball table. So I, uh, I am, uh, was very excited to try this. Uh, and, uh, and, and here it is. Uh, I got to play it a little bit. And uh, you, can, I stomp some weasels. I am actually sold on this. Uh, it is a very expensive table. The, the gimmick with it is that it's got a monitor on the bottom, but it's got sensors, so it knows where the ball is on the monitor. And then it can, um, and then, then it, uh, it is so it, you affect things on the screen. If you roll over things, it kills them. But then it's got this physical upper play field, and it's got these little uh, risers between the uh, monitor and the electronic play field. Um, that go up and you're trying to hit that and those are some of the the lanes you're trying to hit to unlock certain modes. Uh, so I was sold on it. It was pretty fun. I was... Uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed my time with it. And uh, I basically said, okay, yeah, I, I do want this and I don't necessarily need like the topper uh, for the pinball table. I do not have video of me playing it because all I had was my cell phone and I was literally the only person in there. And you can, you can see if you're looking on the video, I've got some video that I ran on Twitch. You can see they didn't even take the plastic off of some of it because it's somebody's personal machine that he's letting people at Portal Pinball Arcade actually try it a little bit. Uh, so I did enjoy my time with it. I did not play it as much as I wanted to. And there's a very there, there's there's a very good reason. This par- This arcade charges you by the hour. So I paid for an hour. Uh, and, and that, that's not the issue. The issue was that I was really, really, really good at getting the ball stuck on one very specific ramp. And it, I got it stuck there three times. And the problem here with the table is that, uh, I am not strong enough to shake the table enough to get this ball to dislodge. I And I was tilting. Like, I, I knocked off the tilt sensor. It was always on ball three, so it ended my game. But even all that tilting, I could not get the ball out. The owner had actually had to come and basically, like, really roughhouse the table just to get the ball to come off on this. And this table, unlike others that I have played, like Stern, like any others from the past 30 or 40 years, has no ball search functionality. So wh- what happens is if your ball gets stuck on a pinball table that's that's made by other companies uh, like Stern or Data East or Bally Midway or anything like that, uh, after about 30 seconds, if it doesn't detect the ball hitting anything, it will start raising all the lamps, ramps and popping things and trying to dislodge the ball from wherever it's stuck. This table does not do that. It just kind of sits there. Uh, and so because of that, I didn't want to have to keep calling the owner over to manhandle this per- other patron's personal game that he wa- the, the owner wasn't even there. Uh, it was the owner of the arcade, not the owner of the table. Uh, that's why I didn't get to play it as often as I did. But I did get a couple games in. 
And uh, and yeah, and uh, Tiger Hall says sounds like they will need to fix the bug. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there's probably something you can do physically with this ramp so the ball doesn't get stuck there, uh, because it looks like it's getting caught on like the the plastic part or the little metal part that goes up to the plastic ramp. But uh, they can absolutely add in with software a ball search, and I was very surprised that they didn't have a ball search. Uh, so other than that. Uh, I do want to say if you are in the Atlanta area, and I did not put my pictures up uh, in my slideshow, so I'm not showing them on Twitch. If you're in the Atlanta area, the new location of Portal Pinball Arcade, uh, it's up in Ackworth, Georgia, which is about 25 miles northwest up I-75 up from Atlanta. So it's not in the city. It's way out in the suburbs. Uh, This new location is fantastic. It is is nice and big. Uh, It's got a full, like about, 20 beers on tap. Uh, if you're into that, uh, the bar top is actually like old pinball play fields and they put LEDs underneath them. So you're actually on top, sitting on top of old 70s era uh, pinball play fields and that's what you're doing the pinball with. Uh, it's a really neat looking place uh, and I really highly recommend it. Uh, and it's got plenty of places to socialize. So if you've got a group uh, and he has arcade games as well from the 80s and 90s and, and I think he even has like a couple that are more recent today, but no ticket spitters. Uh, and he has a lot of pinball machines, both from the 70s as well as new ones uh, from from Stern. I got to play an old Doctor Who. I got to play the Tron Legacy table. He has Medieval Madness and Adam's Family and stuff like that. But he charges by the hour. So you you pay for an hour or two hours or an all-day pass, which lets go in and out. Uh, and everything's on free play. So that's the way that I really like... Um, that's where that's the way I really like arcades to be right now because that makes me feel better when something like this happens. I didn't spend a dollar to play this game just to drain three times really quickly. So, so yeah. So and DJ Ramos says sounds like a, sounds like Silverball. A lot of the arcades uh, that are uh, run by like pinball enthusiasts and not necessarily like by Dave and Buster's or a bar. A lot of them are doing this hourly model, uh, which which is great. And I hope more more of them do that. And I believe we've got another one here that I haven't been to uh, up in Woodstock, Georgia, which is even further north, further away from Atlanta than than Ackworth. Uh, and I believe they're also hourly, which and, and then everything's on free play inside that hourly. So it's it's really great, and I really appreciate Portal Pinball Arcade for letting me come out. Uh, and uh, you know he stayed until closing. I showed up at nine. They closed at ten. It was a really like foggy. Uh, dreary night. It was not a fun night to be out. Uh, it was like me and him and one other person were in the, in the arcade, and he stayed until closed and let me play uh, and stuff. So thank you so much to Brian for that. Now, where I went for my uh, for for my vacation, I usually don't like ex- saying where I go beforehand, but afterwards I don't care. Uh, I was down in the Caribbean, uh, so I was like I was watching World Cup soccer, like sitting in a pool. Drinking drinks. It was great. Uh, so I was down in the Caribbean, and uh, I was on a cruise ship. I was on Royal Caribbean. I was on uh, the uh, the Wonder of the Seas, which is the newest, their newest ship. It was it's a, the, the last of the Oasis-class ships that they're doing. They're releasing a new ship called Icon of the Seas, and that's the new Icon brand. But anyway, uh, normally I wouldn't be talking about the cruise at all on this podcast because, you know, I realize that I'm in a very good situation where I can afford to go on a cruise like that and not everybody can. So I'm not trying to like sell you on cruises and a lot of people don't like water and stuff like that. But there was something that was really interesting that I just had to get video of for you to talk about this because I, and I'm also even asking a question here because I don't know if this is actually what I think it is or not. So on the cruise ship, uh, they actually do have, as well as having a casino, and I did not see any Konami uh, slot machines. There was, I, did, I looked. I looked for Konami-branded slot machines, did not find any on the cruise. I'm so sorry. Wouldn't be able to film those anyway because you're not allowed to film in a casino. Uh, but they also have regular arcade for, for, for the kids uh, that you, you, know, you use your little C-Pass, and that's how you pay your $1.50 or $2 for games. They had some ticket spitters, and they had some, like, they actually had Mario Kart, uh, and they had, like, uh, one of the gun games and stuff like that. But there's also another bar. There's many bars on the ship, but one of them is called Playmakers. And Playmakers is intended to be a sports bar, and they also have games. So they also have 
uh, that's where your pool tables are and table tennis and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's really fun playing pool on a ship that's listing, which means it's rocking back and forth, which ours did for a while, uh, especially on the first day. But what they also had were classic arcade games. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What was more interesting is when I actually looked at them, I I look at these arcade machines and and they look great. And I'm like, all right. So on one side of Playmakers, uh, they've got a Mario Kart machine, but one of the left machine... Uh, the steering wheel needed had a, there was a technician alert the entire week. They never fixed it, so you could only play the right one in this. But they had another version in the uh, up in the the uh, up in the main arcade that worked fine. But you you look over and there's like oh there's a defender it's out. But there's a Galaga, but that's Pac Man on the Galaga, and then there's a Donkey Kong, then there's a Mario Brothers, and then a Space Invaders. But wait a minute, wait a minute, look at this. I look at the Mario Brothers, and it is. Beyond Arcade, and you can play either Super Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers. This is on the Royal Caribbean Wonder of the Seas cruise ship, the largest cruise ship in the world right now. And then you go over here, and the Donkey Kong machine is actually an arcade with multiple different Donkey Kongs. And the the Pac-Man actually had the Galaga actually had Miss Pac-Man and Galaga. And so the interesting thing about this is that they were actually not charging you to play these games. So I'm believing that they are unlicensed and I know that iCade is a real thing. But my question is, is it officially licensed from Nintendo or do they have a bootleg Mario Brothers arcade cabinet on the largest cruise ship in the world. I know iCade is a real thing, and I believe they're all, like, the, the other two were branded iCade when you went to the 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 the, uh, the the screen, but the Mario Brothers one was literally branded beyond arcade. Dr. Sia says, I've definitely seen those in an arcade pizza place I used to frequent in Sacramento. Uh, they had one, but at least they didn't put in a Donkey Kong or something like that. Uh, Mike Def says, then again, they may get away with it since they're on water and not necessarily a set location. Uh, Robert says, I swear the mall in Roseville out here had a free play arcade of a bunch of arcade one-up machines, which is funny because there's a round one there, but I never really gave it uh, much thought until Bobby talked about this. Arcade one-ups are not supposed to be used on location. Uh, they, they will actually, you, if you read the uh, stuff about arcade one-up, they literally tell you, they, you know, it is for home use only. It is not to be put in a commercial area. Um so I just I, I just thought this was this was fun. This this was very interesting and uh um and uh Rob Roberts says, Hell yes, I want to get that mall busted. My mall that's here actually has like one of those kiosks in the center, like th- that's like in between that sells like a retro pie with like six hundred and fifty console games. And if you ask them if they're licensed, they're like, I just sell this. Like, they, they have their, like, when you try to ask, is this pirated software, they the person conveniently has no clue what you're talking about. They're just doing their job. So, yeah. And, and they've been there for years. So, apparently, like, the mall doesn't care that they're they're selling these 650-in-one consoles, mini consoles. And, uh, and DJ Ramos says, just like those bootleg gaming consoles. And this is like a bootleg... NES Mini, except it has all the games already preloaded, and they probably do pretty good work. They probably do pretty good business in the middle, like smack dab in the middle of a major mall. Uh, but anyway, enough about that. Um, yeah, and uh, Orange Wright says, yeah, I remember seeing those mall kiosks. I do too. I saw them just last month. So they're still around. So... But my vacation was great on the on the Wonder of Seas. Other, other than and and even that was fine because I got to play free Miss Pac Man and free Mario Brothers and stuff like that. So that was cool. Uh, but the, the the vacation was good. It was sorely needed. I was glad to be out, and I'm glad to be back. Um, and uh, Tackle says I have a Retro Pie with it, a 512 gigabyte SD card using an image that has that. Yes, I understand that. It's a little bit different when you are literally at a mall selling that package there's a little bit of a difference that from you getting a retro pie and you putting an image on an sd card 
there's still legal gray area. But actually, like, doing that and then going to a mall and selling them in broad daylight, a little bit different. little bit different. So, uh, so yeah. So let's talk about some of the news that happened this past uh, couple th- this past week. I know it's Christmas, uh, so uh, some companies got some uh, unpresents here uh, this this week. Uh, and uh, first one's Microsoft. Bloomberg Laws reported that Microsoft's planned sixty eight point seven billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard hit another hurdle when a group of gamers challenged the deal in court. The federal antitrust lawsuit filed in San Francisco comes less than two weeks after the Federal Trade Commission sued to block the merger between one of the world's top video game publishers and the manufacturer of the Xbox console. The new suit names Microsoft, but not Activision, as a defendant. Like the FTC, the gamers are seeking a court order prohibiting the companies from cons- uh, consummating the transaction. The complaint cites concerns that the, mo- uh, the merger could give Microsoft enough clout over multiple levels of the gaming industry, quote, to foreclose rivals, limit output, reduce consumer choice, raise prices, and further inhibit competition, unquote. It's Call of Duty. I, 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 it's weird to think that Call of Duty, that one singular franchise, has that much clout in the entire gaming ecosystem to have this ha- to to be like this i'm it, that that's the part that blows my mind is that apparently call of duty is so important and so integral to the industry because if call of duty wasn't involved it, this this deal would have been done already the suit says, quote, Microsoft already controls one of the industry's most popular and largest video game ecosystems it controls the third largest behind Sony and Nintendo. But it is one of the largest. It's the third largest. The proposed acquisition would give Microsoft an unrivaled position in the gaming industry, leaving it with the greatest number of must-has games and iconic franchises, unquote. I'm sorry, I think you confused them with Sony? Because isn't like God of War and Last of Us and Horizon and Spider-Man and, you know, aren't those all must-have games that you can only get on one platform? A Microsoft spokesperson defended the transaction Tuesday in a statement to Bloomberg Law. They said, quote, this deal will expand competition and create more opportunities for gamers and game developers. We seek to bring more games to more people, unquote. Uh, no, that's that's not true either. Um, I, I can see why they're saying that and why they think that, um, because Microsoft can now allow the developers that are currently under the Activision banner to expand out and do other things, kind of like what they've done with Obsidian, uh, with when, when they got Zenimax, Obsidian was able to make Pentiment, which they never would have been able to make had they still been Zenimax, still been its own company and not owned by Microsoft. Um, so I think that's where Microsoft's trying to go, but it's that's no, I don't think that's actually the case either. Um, according to the complaint, the plan merger would give Microsoft outsized power in the industry's overlapping product markets, such as console, PC, cloud-based, and mobile gaming, because of Call of Duty. Just let's put that out there. It's because of Call of Duty. The tech giant would also allegedly game an edge in marches covering top-tier AAA games, subscription services, and consoles themselves, because of Call of Duty. Like, all that is just because of Call of Duty. I know Blizzard's there. But it's about Call of Duty. Apparently, Game Pass will be unstoppable if Call of Duty's on it, I guess. That might be the legal argument. The gaming divisions of both companies are already the result of past uh, major mergers reflecting a dramatic wave of consolidation following a long history of concentration in gaming markets that continues to threaten the sector's competitive landscape, the suit says. The merger would also allegedly combine two of the few large companies currently competing for workers with the specialized talent to make video games that would reduce employee mobility and leverage at exactly the wrong time where Activision is engulfed in lawsuits over its toxic culture of gender discrimination and sexual harassment according to the complaint. So essentially, this is the absolute wrong time for Microsoft to step in to make life better for Activision employees because then there's less places they can go if they don't like it because Microsoft is now part of them. 
The allegation uh, echoes an unrelated uh, shareholder case challenging the deal from a different angle. The investor lawsuit filed by a Swedish state-run pension fund holding Activision shares accuses the companies of engineering an underpriced merger to exploit Activision's workplace scandals and protect its embattled CEO. The antitrust lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. DJ Ramos says the acquisition will end up going through. I'm not sure. It, it will, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go through in its current path. I think what they will probably have to do is they will have to spin something off and they will have to not take something. Um, and ideally, probably like the, the game that they're all worried about is Call of Duty. And, you know, what they could possibly do is, and this might be better for Microsoft, is they could theoretically say, okay we will not buy the Call of Duty IP. We'll let Activision make another company that holds the Call of Duty IP. We will lower our price because now Activision is not as valuable as it was and take the rest. Or they would ha uh, maybe spin off Blizzard and that way none of your Overwatch, Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, none of that would be part of this. So it would be just Call of Duty and not the Blizzard portion. And then also Microsoft would spend less money because now the deal is it's less valuable than it was before. So there, there are a couple things they can do, and that's the way the acquisition would go through. I don't I, I'm pretty confident now with the, the FTC lawsuit and with the, the, the all these other lawsuits that uh, I don't think the merger is going to go through where the entirety of Activision Blizzard goes to Microsoft. They're going to have to cut some stuff out. And I don't know what that is, what that would be, because I'm not a lawyer, and I don't have to deal with this stuff. And as Sharon and Matt does say, that we won't see the end of this in 2023. This will be a long and messy process in the courts. Yes. And then the uh, last uh, unpresent given to a major corporation, uh, it's Meta. And uh, Upload VR reports that John Carmack, good old John Carmack, left his role as executive consultant for virtual reality at Meta. Carmack occupied key roles over the last decade in pushing forward VR's path towards consumer adoption, from exchanging hardware with Rift creator Palmer Lucky to becoming CTO at Oculus and continuing to work at Facebook and then Meta. His annual talk at uh, Oculus or Facebook or Meta Connect offered some of the deepest technical analysis of VR's ongoing pain points and areas for improvement. Um... He basically said it, this is the end of his decade in VR. Carmack's leaving VR. He's going to go work on other stuff. Uh, he's going to go all in on building artificial general intelligence at his new startup, Keen Technologies. That's right. Commander Keen has returned his first game when he wanted to actually port Super Mario Brothers to PC, but he made Commander Keen instead. Keen Technologies is where he's going to be now. No more VR stuff. Uh, he did... Uh, share his uh, message that he sent to Meta employees, which got leaked to the press, but they didn't post the whole thing. So they took like choice quotes out of it. Uh, and essentially uh, what it is, is uh, Meta, the people at the top of Meta don't listen to him anymore. And he thinks they're making stupid decisions. And uh, Meta doesn't care. So it's kind of a canary in the coal mine, which is kind of interesting. If you actually read through his post, which is on the Upload VR article, you can read the post in full. And I believe John Carmack shared it in full as well. Um, is that basically John Carmack, very recently, he still has a voice. It's a very strong voice. And then they're like, okay, that's great, John. They pat him on the head and they go do whatever they're going to do. And it's usually the wrong thing. Um, he's, he says he's evidently not persuasive enough for the meta higher-ups. Um you know, he's never been able to kill. He says in this, he's like a good fraction of the things I complain about eventually turn my way after a year or two passes and evidence piles up. But I've never been able to kill stupid things before they cause damage or set a direction and have a team actually stick to it. I think my influence at the margins has been positive, but it has never been a prime mover. Um, so, uh, yeah, so he um, he's like, I'm done. Meta Meta's vision of VR is different than John Carmack's. And so he he's he left. Uh, as Sharon Ramat says, uh, he got tired of fighting the fight. I feel for him. He's been fighting that fight for many years there. Yes. And um, and yeah, so J 
good on you, John Carmack, and I hope that uh, I hope you're not building Skynet. Uh, I hope you're building the good guys and not the bad guys with your artificial intelligence. I think that, you know, people are going to be building AI and you just got to hope that the ones that win are the guys that do the good, good guys. Uh, DJ Ramos says, sounds like Henry Cavill in The Witcher. Yep. Uh, Henry Cavill not going to be The Witcher anymore. They claimed it was because he was going to be doing too much Superman stuff. And then James Gunn is like, ha ha, no, just kidding. Uh, but it turns out, I think like, the producers of the show don't really want to follow the books anymore, and Henry Cavill is a big originalist, and they're like, well, you can go. See ya. As Sharon Amat says, Meta saw him as a figurehead and did not value his opinion. Uh, Tiger Claw says, maybe he's going to build an AI where you type a video game you want to play, and the AI will create it. Well, you can already do a text adventure like that with ChatGPT. You give it some parameters and tell it to make you an adventure game, and you can have, play an adventure game that the AI writes for you. It's kind of fun. So uh, we're going to take a very quick music break. Uh, since it's December, I get to play uh, holiday-themed uh, Overclock remixes on the music break for the live stream. I don't put them on the podcast. And uh, since I only had two shows in December this year, I've, I've got to get these in when I can because uh, it'll be January, and I won't be able to do this on January 1st for the next one. Uh, so we're going to take a quick music break. And then if somebody wants to call in, you can go over to our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, and join the Green Room Joyce chat channel and uh, join in there. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork. You're listening to Bobby Blackwell exclusively on the Bobby Blackwolf Show, which is exclusive to Vogue Network, which in turn is exclusive to VogNetwork.com. I mean, technically it's exclusive to Twitch, and we just, like, have it on VogNetwork.com. That bumper was before we moved to Twitch. But anyway, thank you so much. I figure we had all those world premieres a couple weeks ago at the Game Awards that uh, we could have some exclusive going on here. If you want to leave a bumper, you do not have to be YYR, who has several games on Steam and Itch.io and things like that. Uh, all you have to do is send me either an MP3 with just your voice or a video with just your voice. I will choose which DMCA violation I will put behind it and uh, send it to me. Contact me somehow, either on a social media or uh, elsewhere uh, or on our Discord or something like that, and I can tell you how to get it to me. Uh, so I am, uh, I am still on social media. I will mention that... Uh, I have changed which Mastodon server I'm on. I actually found like a gaming, generic gaming Mastodon server instead of the game dev server I'm on, which it really doesn't matter what server you're on really. But uh, if you are on some servers really want you to kind of focus your conversation on what you say there. And the one I was on was really for independent game developers, and I'm not an independent game developer. So I moved over to mstdn.games. Uh, and that way, you know, if I look at the local timeline on Mastodon of the people that are on that server, it's all just generic gaming, and they were very welcoming for Twitch streamers and podcasters and stuff like that. So uh, that is where I am now. So if you follow me there, if you follow me on the old account, I just transferred it over, so you automatically followed the new account. But I'm over there, and uh, you can uh, find that link also on my Twitter, which I have not deactivated yet. Uh, and uh, it, it's still there. They did not ban me for putting it in my thing. I was kind of worried. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm like out here on the ocean, in the middle of an ocean on a cruise ship, and I'm like, is my bot that advertises other social networks, Twitch, and gives the real-time location of hosts, because like even though we don't actually give the real-time location, like you kind of know when that tweets, like you know where like I am or you know where OLR people are, uh, and then you can, you know, theoretically find them, their assassination coordinates or whatever. I was like wondering, I'm like, is the account going to get banned because it violated TOS? But no, it's still there and I haven't turned it off yet. So let me look and uh, see if anybody is in the green room uh, voice chat channel. Nobody is in the voice chat channel green room. But um, so, uh, so, yeah, so uh, I guess, you know, since it's December 25th, did you get anything good? I know the Steam Winter Sale is going on now. Uh, did you give anything good? I will say that what I actually got from my mother-in-law was one of those uh, My Arcades. Uh, and uh, she got me the Pac-Man My Arcades. So these are really tiny, small uh, arcade machine cabinets uh, that, that sit on your desk. And I think Rob has one of these as well. Uh, and this one has Pac-Man. 
and uh, it it actually it it played pretty well for being a very tiny arcade game. Uh, you can the the neat thing is it's got a joystick, but it's got a uh, an, a D pad underneath, and you can actually screw out the joystick so you can play with just the D pad if you don't want to deal with the joystick. Uh, but uh, no, it's it's pre- it's pretty fun. And um, Dark Soccer says uh, that she has tons of these and love them. Yeah, this is my first one. Uh, so my mother-in-law didn't know what to get me. I'm like, well, we have an arcade, so if you want to get one of these my arcades, uh, you can get that for me. And so I got my first one here. Uh, and somehow Rob Roberts already has the high score on it. I don't know how that happened, but uh, somehow that happened. Mike Deft bought the new Tyco game on Switch, Rhythm Festival. The music pass they have is pretty vast and worth it. Um, and Johnny Wufai says uh, that if, uh, he's only seen the Mortal Kombat one of these. I think they have a Street Fighter. I know they've got a Street Fighter one. I didn't know they had a Mortal Kombat one of these, but that's cool. Um, Dark Sakura got Dan a desktop air hockey table. That's awesome. Uh, Fifth Dream bought uh, the, the Robert Smith of the Cure Funko Pop and the game RimWorld. Congratulations uh, for that. And, uh, yeah. So, uh so yeah, so I hope that uh, what you whatever you got or whatever you did uh, was fulfilling during this holiday season, be it Christmas or Hanukkah or Festivus or Kwanzaa or any of the other holidays uh, that that happened uh, during this month. And uh, I hope that uh, it has been fulfilling, or it will be fulfilling if you haven't had that holiday yet or have it uh, completed yet. Coming up next here on the Voice of Geeks Network at Twitch.tv slash Vog Network. Is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I have, and they have actually been here for the past two weeks, so they have nothing to catch up on. They're they're doing just fine. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? I am here, Bobby. How are you? I, I am doing well. I'm glad that this worked first try because uh, it's yes. been like you know, like my computer was actually off for two weeks. I turn it back on. It's like, what are you doing? Where have <laughs> you been? I keep forgetting you leave yours on all the time too. I don't even yeah. do that. I yeah. know a lot of people do though. Yeah. It's it's just easier to when, to have everything be on when when I'm here. But then when I leave, I I obviously turn it off and, and stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, what did I miss? Did I miss anything the past two three weeks? A few things. I think the Game Awards, you know, um, had some interesting announcements. Um, the, the Castlevania and Dead Cells is pretty neat, and yeah, they 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 had a variety of things that were there. It was probably the the big uh, highlight, and the fact that um, there wasn't. Um, uh, the train derailed. I was going to say there, there was, oh, the, the fact that the El- uh, Elden Ring won the game of the year when God of War won like all the other awards, mm-hmm. which I don't particularly care. I don't think the awards yeah. are that big a deal, but you've, you've had the talk on your show, how yeah. it's a big deal to those in the industry. And maybe they just wanted to spread the love around who yeah. knows, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least, Hey, I mean, a game that came out last month didn't win game of the year. Like, shouldn't that make people happy? <laughs> And did what one what did win the fighting game? Like was it one of the real fighting games or was it Sifu? I don't think it was Sifu. Okay. I think it was one of the others, and I don't remember which one. So and hopefully uh, Deft is here tonight, but I don't know, unfortunately. So I don't remember. If, if Sifu didn't win, then all is well. You 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 know, the games that actually won multiverses won, uh, is what they're saying that, in chat. So yeah, yep, yep, so yep. there you go. I mean, all is right in the world. <laughs> you know, we can we can just chill, we can we can calm down. Was it shorter? Uh did it seem shorter? By like thirty minutes. It was down from three hours forty five minutes to three hours fifteen minutes. <laughs> Uh, they had a, they had some very interesting, like, uh, one of the uh, early award recipients gave a seven minute speech because they couldn't figure out how to swell the music up behind them, uh, until it was a little, little, uh, late. And then they started doing that really early for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, again, I don't fault. I, I kind of went into this on OLR a little bit. I don't fault Christopher judge for getting into his feelings within the moment. I fault that the game awards probably never thought to do an awards, uh, nominee luncheon like the Oscars do, where they tell them all this stuff about, yeah. Yeah. When you hear the music or when you see the light, you need to wrap it up and you know, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, I should watch I, it at some point, but I've been busy. I, I would say some of the other big headlines, because I did pull up our show rules the uh, last few weeks. You, you touched on a lot of what was going on with the Microsoft merger, which has been like the big you know mm-hmm. thing. Um, Amazon will be publishing the next Tomb Raider series, which is kind of interesting. Crystal Dynamics is still doing it, but they are making another. Uh, some of the other big announcements out of the Game Awards, Armored Core 6, uh, Death Stranding 2, of course. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, 
Hideo Kojima did what he needed to do on the pot and uh, mm-hmm. showed us Death Stranding too. Yeah. Uh, but they're also going to make a Death Stranding movie. That was one of the big headlines last okay. week, week as well. Uh, I don't know how he fits it into two and a half hours, although I think some follow-up uh, indicates that uh, it's it's going to be like a separate story. It's not going to be yeah. a literal uh, one for one. Uh, and then probably from two weeks ago, uh, Microsoft is upping their game prices to $70 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a huge surprise. That's where the rest of the industry has gone. Um, but Game Pass, still an option, and the price hasn't gone up on Game Pass yet. Yeah. But you can almost certainly uh, figure that that is coming. Yeah, and I think even he did say, like, because I, I did read about that, and I think he even did say, yeah, we're just not doing it this holiday season. Like that, and he was like, yeah. we're not doing it this holiday season. Yeah. But it's coming. And last but certainly not least, Yuji Naka got arrested a second time. Di- I, di- different, different insider trade, wow. but he got arrested a second time. Wow. <laughs> well, and the, the other the, the the other thing that I saw that came out, and because I was on the cruise ship, I couldn't take advantage of this. They're finally Square Enix finally putting the Pixel remasters yes. out on consoles, and I'm yeah. like, great. And they're like, yeah, physical edition sold out, and, yeah, and they're they doing a very limited too gracefully. Edition. Um, big rumors about the fonts changing, which is the most requested uh, mm-hmm. thing about those pixel remasters. Although the screenshots don't show a new font, so don't know if they just published the Steam pictures as a screenshot or what yeah. they did. But here's hoping that we get a new font for that. Yeah. Uh, Zen Monkey Eleven says, "Are the seventy dollars games coming out in working condition with less bugs? That would be nice. Uh, probably not, because we're okay with that now. The real yes. question is, will you stop buying them if they don't? Yeah." Because of the answer to that, and not you specifically, right. Zen Monkey, but the industry, you know, the gamers everywhere. Yeah. If gamers don't stop, put their foot down and stop pre-ordering and stop buying, then no, nothing's going to change. No, because they 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 got your money. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure Zen Monkey Eleven, because I know we said you. I'm pretty sure the, from what I know of Zen Monkey Eleven, yes, Zen Monkey Eleven specifically <laughs> will not buy them at seventy bucks. Yes, uh, but the industry as a whole, um, you know, I, I think it was uh, a, a movie quote from men in black, a person is smart. People are dumb. So individually <laughs> we can be smart, but people as a whole are dumb. That's mm-hmm. why we have DLC because the smart people were like, ha ha horse armor in oblivion. That's not, that's not going to take off. Yeah. No people in mass bought that and that mm-hmm. opened the door to DLCs. And now we, accept, we unfortunately accept it. But then I can also say the games were a lot more expensive 20 years ago. Because there were N64 yep. games that were like 80 bucks in 1997 dollars. Yeah. And we paid those. Yeah. So. Or there's the good old Neo Geo, which we've gotten yes. into a little bit on OLR, yep. which was basically you had an entire arcade machine board in a cartridge. Yes. And I still yeah. only own one game for the <laughs> console version. I have an arcade version that has one of the, the, cartri- the, flash, the cartridges. Loki actually sent it to me uh, that has right. a lot of other games. But like for the console... I only still have one game, and every time I go to a convention, and there's one of those like used game sellers, I ask them every single time if they have a Neo Geo game. And they never say yes. And they reminded me, yeah, Loki got his game in front of some big YouTuber Ooh. last week because he was he was Ooh. at a show here locally. And gave a copy of his game on NES to somebody in chat. No, I sorry, I don't follow the YouTube culture too well. Right. I just finally like have a curated thing on TikTok, and now I kind of you know understand some of that. Um, but uh, there's some person that goes to a lot of these trade shows and things that uh, Loki got his game in front of, and because Dark Tetsuya posted a link, it might be in our private OLR planning channel, but there's a link to mm-hmm. the YouTube that Loki has a cameo in. John Riggs says Dark Tetsuya. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Loki. Anything to get that game more in front of more people. I can only do so much. <laughs> I can only do so much, but I'm trying. Right. Uh, right. So what are you going to be talking about on Orange Lounge Radio tonight? Well, obviously, the news is a little bit slower because yep. of everything going on with the holidays. There's mm-hmm. a few headlines, so I'm going to allow rumors to sneak in tonight because it's a slow news week. But could Mario be going back to a 2D game that is not called New Super Mario? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. I kind of think they already did it with Mario Maker. That's why yeah. I'm like, I think these rumors are probably. But anyway, we'll get into that. We'll even talk about more pinball, some leadership changes happening at Stern Pinball. Mm-hmm. And yes, we'll, we'll even do just for Tiger Claw and all the fans on Discord. There's like back to back 
Ninja Turtles <gasps> video game news. And, and you know what? It's a slow it's a slow week. I'll allow it. Okay. But it's some pretty significant patches. But most importantly, ask Orange Lounge Holiday Edition your questions that you've submitted throughout the week on Discord. We're going to answer those live tonight. So we'll we'll sit around the the fireplace and watch the Yule log on TV mm-hmm. and uh, answer your questions. All right. Orange Lounge Radio is up next. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to you. So that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Yes, I understand. It is January 1st. You're probably, you might be hungover if that's the type of person you are on December 31st. I will still be here and I will still be doing a show hopefully not hung over but i will still be here uh and we're gonna do the show as normal uh as normal as we can probably talking about my favorite games of the year and the games i'm looking forward to next year uh we'll probably talk a little bit about that and you can ask uh, questions about that i like the little ask orange lounge thing i almost stole it and i didn't so i probably should have but maybe by next week maybe I'll, i'll steal it and and you can ask me questions as well so i will be back then and then in two weeks after that is going to start awesome games done quick 2023 once again i'm gonna i share this at the beginning of the show but right i'm gonna share it again here at the end i am on in the morning the middle of the morning uh, early morning before the sun comes up. And especially if you're on the left coast, it's like the middle of the night, Monday morning, starting at about 6 a.m. Eastern, which is 3 a.m. Pacific Gungrave by DE cosmic armored core project. Phantasma by PMC trilogy bomberman 64, the second attack by EIP and on two Samurai's destiny by Wody B. I'm going to be hosting those games. That's going to be about a two to three hour block. Uh, so I'll be done by 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. But Thursday, starting at about 6.30 a.m. Eastern or 3.30 a.m. Pacific, I am closing out the awful block. We have Bad Guys at School by Sadly Badly. And Steven Seagal is the final option, the Super Nintendo prototype running by, run by Crack Attack. And then right after that, uh, I start off the Mega Man block with Mega Man ZX by Amizio. Uh, so... Check those out uh, if you can. If you are up that early, uh, I understand it's a school night, work night, especially if you're on the West Coast. I'm going to be you know, on from 3 to 6 a.m. That's really difficult on a, on a weeknight to do, but they'll be on YouTube. And so you can uh, you can you can just watch them on YouTube later. They'll uh, upload them 24 hours after and you'll be able to see them on YouTube. Uh, and stuff like that. So I will be back next Sunday night. I will also be back the Sunday night of AGDQ. Uh, I'll be here even though AGDQ will have already started because it's an online event. I am not there in person. Uh, nobody's there in person. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, thank you so much for being here. I am on social media platforms as Bobby Blackwolf uh, and on Mastodon over at mstdn.games. At Bobby Blackwolf is where you can follow me there, and hopefully I will now be posting there more because I am on a server that's not game development specific. I can be a little bit more loose with what I post. Hey, if you like this show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this show work without the generosity of the chatters who go above and beyond. And we actually started tonight with the hype train, so thank you so much. Fifth Ream resubscribed. Uh for the 42nd month uh, and said uh, happy holidays and new year number 42. Cause this, this is it's the answer. This is the answer. Uh, Paleonimea resubscribed uh, saying Merry Christmas all for the 45th month. S Jaren match here, 200 bits orange, right? Resubscribed for the 48th month saying Merry Christmas, happy second to the last day of Hanukkah and happy holidays. And then SSJ one under Matt also resubscribed, uh, during that hype train. So thank you so much for the hype train and all the love that does help uh, a lot in us uh, just, you know, breaking even and keeping the lights on, which is really all we ask. Really all we ask is that you be here uh, or listen on the podcast because obviously Christmas night you're doing stuff with family, so you can't actually be here. But the support is very much appreciated. And before I get too more sappy, I'm going to hit the button. If I can find the right button, there's the right button that plays me off the show. Uh, I will not talk for seven minutes like Christopher Judge. I will keep, uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep this short, and I am going to, uh, you know, just not talk forever. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.